You're listening to Direction for Life broadcast with Drs. Herbert and Marsha Bailey. For more information, visit rightdirection.info. We hope you enjoy today's broadcast. Today's message is Passion for God by Bishop Herbert Bailey. God, the Bible said love covers a multitude of sin and fault. God loves us. He will cover us. That's why Jesus shed his blood, because he wants to cover us. He wants us to get stuff right between us and him and nobody ever got to know. That that's what you ever dealt with. Because he loves us like that. But God said, if you don't get this right, your nakedness is going to appear to all. And the church of Laodicea, they had lost their love, lost their passion for God. And he says in verse 9, he said, I know this is a little tough on y'all. He says, but I'm telling you this because I love you. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Y'all know people don't like to be rebuked and chastened. Today, discipline, they will leave the church. They'll go find another pastor if you go to rebuke them and chasten them. And the Bible also tells in Hebrews, the 12th chapter, if we don't endure chastening, then we're bastards and not sons. Nobody can be in real relationship with a father, a real father, and have relationship with them without being corrected and chastened and disciplined and told you're doing wrong or told, no, you can't do that. You're not going to do that. Or tell you need to fix that, change that. That's what God's doing here. He says, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Get your passion back and repent for losing it. Mm. Repent about face. You're going down the wrong road. You're headed in the wrong direction. You're getting further and further and further and further and further away from me. That's why you're complaining so much. That's why everything seems like it's too much. That's why things seem like it's so demanding. You just have no passion for it. Marsha and I was going together and we were, and, and we deeply, I mean, there, there, there wasn't too much time I could spend with her. Okay? I'll be with her all day, ask if she's going to come to church with me tonight or not. I got a choir rehearsal, and them going to church. Okay? I got to go, I got to go to church, and then I, then I rushed, wouldn't he hardly say bye to the saints? By the time the benediction before amen, I was at the door. I was either going to see her or, or going somewhere to get on the phone to talk to her. Passion. Passion makes you run after people. Passion makes you stalk people. When somebody's real passionate, they'll stalk you. You got to call the police to make them stop. You can't just say, listen, I told you I'm not interested. Now go away. All right. You look in your rearview mirror. They're right there. Passion. Passion makes you look crazy sometimes. Hallelujah. That's why, that's why some of us are passionate about God. When we run around, folks think we crazy. They ain't used to seeing by being passionate about a God you don't see. But we know what, he, what he's done for us. We know that he keeps our mind in perfect peace. We know he's worthy of our praise. And, and, and it's, it, it, ain't a, it, it ain't a put on, it's a, it, it ain't a put on, it's a come on. 
Because when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. When you're passing love with somebody, you can have a thought about them, a smile comes on your face. And I keep comparing this to the natural because if any of us have ever been in love, you know what passion is. The question is, do you have that towards God? Well, is it, come on. It's supposed to be like that with God? Okay. The first commandment is about passion towards the Lord. First commandment. You want to say anything? Deuteronomy 6 and 5, you think about how passionate you are about me. <laughs> Think about that passion. Calm down now. Oh, okay. Pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for me. Deuteronomy 6 and verse 5. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God. He could have just stopped right there. That could have just been, you know, I'm supposed to love God. I love the Lord. You love Jesus? I love God. You love God? I love. You, don't, you don't love the Lord? What's the matter with you? Okay. He could have just said, and thou shalt love the Lord. But he goes on to say, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, and with all thy might. New Testament says strength. Another place says mind. God said, I want you to love me with every part of you. I want you to have a passionate love towards me. Some of us, some of us we can think about candy that we love. You can think about a particular meal that you love. You can think about a restaurant that you love. And, and what is up with you folks? Because with, with you, you black folks in Chick-fil-A. Hold up now. Hold up. Y'all are, y'all passionately, Back up off passionately in love with Chick-fil-A. Back up I off mean, the it's filet. all right to me, but y'all Back are. Back up off the filet. See, passion. When the last time you said, back up off of Jesus. Let me talk about my God. Talk about my Jesus. I saw, I saw uh, a post, a meme or something that said, said Chick-fil-A need to hire some atheists so they can be open on Sunday. We think about meals and restaurants and places. Come on, it makes a smile come in your face. You long to be there. God said, I want you to love me. All your heart, all your soul, with all thy might. I know for a long time you were studying about this. Mm-hmm. Right? Not exactly. Okay, but you, <laughs> you spoke play along. <laughs> But I, but I, you know, of course, when I when I meditate on this and I think about this, I just I go to prayer, mm-hmm. you know, because you know, he's asked, he said, this is how you love God. If you love Him, it's going to look like this with all of your heart, all of that, your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. All of that comes together, and they pursue God, and with all that might. And when I think about might, you said strength. There's things we may not feel like doing. Mm. Mm. But because you love God, you push yourself and you push until you have the strength to show up for him. There's times where you don't feel like getting up. You know, I, you know, we have the prayer call. There's times I don't feel like getting up in the morning. I don't feel like getting up, you know, you know, spending my time 
with the Lord because there's a requirement on me not just to do the prayer call because I'm giving out. Those of us who are intercessors, you understand what I'm saying, that there is an extra, because we do that every day during the week, there's a, another time or extra time we got to put in so that we can have fellowship with God. So there's a strength that you push yourself to walk in to do those things. And if you love God, then you'll find the strength to do it. Hmm. Jesus talks about this in Matthew 22, 36 to 39. The young disciple or young ruler, one of the religious leaders, comes to Jesus and says, Master, Matthew 22, 36 to 39, which is the great commandment in the law? Trying to test Jesus, trying to see if he, if he knows his stuff. Jesus said unto him, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, which is might in Deuteronomy 6 and 5. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like to it, that thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love your neighbor as yourself, but when he, but hear the passion that he, he talks about how we're supposed to love God. All our heart, all my soul, all our, all my mind. You know, people have this thing where they say, uh, you know, uh, when they fall in love or, or to risk love, to put themselves out there like that. Mm -hmm. That means to become completely vulnerable. To give that person all their heart. And, and you ain't sure about the brother or sure about the sister. Mm. You hold some back. Because mm. I don't want to be hurt. Right, right. Okay, so, you know, I, yeah, I'm with him, but hey, that I could be gone tomorrow. He could be gone tomorrow. So we hold something back. Mm. And God says, don't hold nothing back when you come to loving me. I want you to love me with all your heart. All your soul, your mind, your will, your emotion, your innermost being. And with all thy mind, I want to be first and preeminent over everything and everybody. I want you to have that kind of passionate love towards me. Can I tell you, if, when you have a passionate love like that towards God, you're not trying to get away with and always defend it. I, just, I don't see nothing wrong with it. Well, this don't mean I ain't saved. Ain't nothing wrong with such and such. I know someone who, I'm trying to be very general, I want to use this example, but I'm sensitive to, to the people. But I know someone who, unfortunately, had served the Lord, was in ministry, held in the church, and had died a slow death as a result of a tragedy. Um, but he had started drinking. And I was talking to him. He called me up one time and I could hear him hear this, that his speech was slurred. We came along to church together and ministers and all that. I could hear his speech was slurred. And I said, uh, Elder, you've been drinking. This don't mean I ain't saved. It don't mean I'm saved. It don't mean I ain't saved. Just because I drink don't mean I ain't saved. 
I said, nobody said you weren't saved. I said, but I know what you got delivered from. I know where God brought you from. How you go back to that? When you really love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, you ain't going back to what God delivered you from. Because you're so grateful and thankful that he delivered you. But when you lose your passion and lose your first love, you start making all kinds of excuses. Why ain't nothing wrong with this? When I'm passionate for my wife, dating, going together, you know, I want to be with her all the time. Later on, you lose that passion. Like, I don't have to be around you all the time. Well, I got to tell you where I'm going. No, you, you, you just lost passion. God is not as important to you as he used to be. You don't feel about him the way you used to feel about him. And God says, repent. For not allowing me to remain your first love. Now, we, we read these Psalms. David was just a passionate person, period. Whatever he did, he did it passionately. When he lusted, he passionately lusted. Okay? He didn't just look. He's like, not got to have her. Sin for her. Then he went all out when he committed adultery with Bathsheba first by just seeing a babe. Somebody even tells him, that's, that's Uriah, one of your commanders, one of, one of uh, uh, your commander's wife. He says sin for her. She had no choice, so he comes and she rapes her, and then she, then she gets pregnant, then he put, try to put her, her husband on the front line, has him killed, and then he marries her, and God tells him through the prophet Nathan, what you've done is the equivalent of a man who was rich and had, could have had any sheep and any livestock he wanted, but he went and stole his one poor man's one little sheep and stole it and killed it. David said, Let, let's bring that man. Let's punish him and kill him. And Nathan said, you're the man. But he got so blinded by his passion. Whatever David did, he did passionately. When he prays, he was a passionate praiser. When he danced, he wasn't concerned about Anybody else looked at him? He was he was, he wasn't just he wasn't just doing some some little dance trying trying to be cute. You know, he uh, you know, he he wasn't just going with the beat. You know, trying. David danced. He danced, just to the point that he came out of his clothes, and his bougie wife said, "What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Dancing like that in front of everybody? You the king." All these young maidens looking at you. David said, I ain't studying them and I ain't studying you. I didn't see anybody, anybody looking at me because it wasn't about people looking at me. When you are passionate for God, you don't care what people think about you. And you don't care about them looking at you. This is about him. I don't, I'm not doing this for form or fashion in front of people. My passion is towards God. Amen. You want to say something? So these psalms that we read, which were songs, were David expressing his passion towards God. Psalms 42, 1 and 2. I quoted this from a, from a song that we sing, which comes from Psalm 42, 1 and 2. It says, as the heart or the deer panteth after the water brooks, so panteth.
so panteth. I need a drink. I got a thirst that you only you can satisfy. So panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before him? Not we got church again. When can I come and appear before him? We got to pray again. When shall I come and appear before him? This is the, this is the psalm of a man who is passionately in love with God. My soul thirsts for you. Can't get enough of you. Only you satisfied. Psalm 63, 1 through 8. Another Psalm of David. He says, O God, thou art my God. Psalm 63. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. It's like I'm as thirsty for you as I would if I was in the middle of a desert where no water is. That's how much I want you. That's how much I need you to see your power and your glory. So as I've seen in the sanctuary, just like I've seen in church, I want to experience your presence daily in my life. Because thy loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise because you're good to me. Because you demonstrate your love to me. Your loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee where I live or wherever I am. I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. And my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. When I remember thee upon my bed. He said when I go to bed at night. You're on my mind. <laughs> when I wake up in the morning, he said earlier, but when I wake up in the morning, you're on my mind. When I go through the day, you're on my mind. This is passion, y'all. This is someone who enjoys and cherishes his relationship with the Lord. When I remember thee upon my bed, when I meditate on thee in the night watches, I was talking about how, 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 how you say I'm, Sometimes I, I, I preach in my sleep. Be tuning up. Can y'all imagine? Three o'clock in the morning. Weeping. Me and do it for a night. But John comes in the morning. Hallelujah. Oh, God. It can be very traumatic at times. But you know, listen, David had a relationship with God. Yeah. You know, he had a real relationship with God. He had such a relationship with God that he had an encounter with him that left a mark on the inside of him that always caused him to go back to that place of experiencing God in an intimate way. He wasn't religious. Right. You know, his, he, he wasn't superficial. His, his relationship was real and passionate. Passionate. So sometimes we cannot identify with a longingness, a thirst, a hunger, because maybe there's never really been a real encounter. Mm. 
that's where I started off tonight. Yeah. yeah. You didn't have a real encounter with God. And, but when you have a real encounter, because I'm thinking about mm. those times as, once again, Ooh. as an intercessor, you have highs and lows. There's times where you're like showing up and you let's go. And there's times you flat. That, those, are, those are just the journey of being a prayer warrior. But what always brings us back was those encounters with God that were fire. It's the difference between an arranged marriage mm. and a marriage of a man or woman that you right. chose right. because right. of the passion. You right. can go through the motions. Right, right. You know, and, and David was a worshiper, you know, so that's what he did. You know, when crisis came, he ran to God. So we have all these amazing Psalms speaking of him dwelling in the secret place. You are my hiding place. You know, and so, you know, that, that my head shall be lifted up, you know, you know, high above my enemies. Songs of deliverance. You hear all these Psalms because he encountered God. So much so that he always wanted it again. It was like a fix. You know, it's like that having your favorite meal and wanting to have that every week. You look forward to, you know, a particular dish. And, you know, it's, oh, we're going to have this for Thanksgiving. You're going to have that because you, you remember how that apple pie tasted last year or that dressing tasted last week or last year from Thanksgiving. So you look forward to certain things. It's like that in our house for Thanksgiving, you know. We got people coming up who can cook, but my kids are kind of funny. Mom, I need you to cook this. <laughs> I want you. I want you to fix that. You know, we don't want nobody else to fix that. We want you. What is that? They know what that tastes like to them. Someone else can make the same dish, but they can tell the difference because it wasn't me that made it. What, has, what happened? Something transpired on the inside of their taste bud that exploded and caused such a memory that they can't even taste. If I put it out there and someone put out, because that has happened too. We put two of the same dishes out. They said, oh, you made this one. You know, you can have a real encounter with God that I don't care what counterfeit comes up. Come on. What you go through in YouTube or what somebody passes through. Ah, come on now. When you have an encounter with God, he's like, yeah, you know, I know that might sound really convincing, but I know that I know that I know who I serve and who I belong to and who called my name. And even though I may be in a place just like you, the pandemic and gone through COVID or whatever the case may be, that won't snatch me from the place of my relationship with the Lord. Why? Because I had an encounter with, with God. God. And so I just want to challenge y'all. I just want to challenge all of y'all under the sound of our voice that you can do the works. That's what happens. Well, okay, loving God looks like this. Loving God means I sound like this. Loving God means I do this. But on the inside, you're dry. Mm. Because you haven't had a taste of the living water. But once you sip on that water, ah. all of that on the inside begins to work on the outside. So it's not really a put on and you forget about putting it on from time to time. Or you go through a pandemic and you lose where, where is it? I don't know what it, where, I don't want to do it anymore. There's something that you did not sip long enough mm. from the throne room of God because it always pulls you back.
That Psalms in Psalm 63, 7 and 8, because thou hast been my help, therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. Then verse 8 says, my soul followeth hard. That's that stalking again. My soul followeth hard after thee. Thy right hand upholdeth me. I'm chasing after you. My soul follows hard. I, I want, I, 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 this is not something I can shake off easily. I got a, I have a Ruth Naomi relationship with you and not a Oprah Ruth, uh, Oprah uh, Naomi relationship. Oprah says, uh, uh, Naomi said, listen, just going back to your own people. I have no other sons now. And if I, if I ever could have children again, by the time I, I would, I could have them, uh, they would grow up. You'd be too old. They'd be too young. Uh, just going back to your own people. Orpah said, deuces. Two, two sisters or sister-in-laws. And, but then Ruth says, entreat me not to leave you. Where you go, I'm going. Your God will be my God. Your people shall be my people. May God judge between me if anything other than death separates me from you. She said, I'm following hard after you. You can't drive me away. When you lose your passion and desire for something, it's not fun or enjoyable anymore. You just go through the motions. Many of us have lost our passion for God and the things of God. In this teaching, Bishop Herbert Bailey encourages us to find the passion we once had for God and the things of God. To order this message, call 877-798-5433 or order online at www.rightdirection.info. Just ask for passion for God. As we continue to socially distance, be sure to stay connected with us online. Stream our services on Facebook and YouTube, as well as rdci.info via the Watch Live tab. Sunday morning services are at 7.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and our website. Wednesday Bible study airs at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Friday, Women's Bible Study airs at 12 noon via Facebook Live. Consider connecting with us as a partner or an iChurch member. More information about our partnership and iChurch member services can be found on our website at rdci.info. For consistent updates and encouragement, connect with us on social media through Facebook at Right Direction Church International and on Twitter and Instagram at the RDCI. Right Direction Ministries, transforming lives and impacting generations.